How you feeling, Brent? I feel good. Really? Because I feel freaking horrible right now. Really? <laughs> I got the chills. My back is sore. My arms are dead. My legs are dead. Yeah. I'm basically a walking corpse right now. I feel victorious. Well, you should. I mean, to be fair, everybody, uh, Ray, me. You? Me. Why was I talking about something in third person? You. You, Ray. There's this guy named Ray who does his podcast. Me, Brent. That you're listening to right now. And it's me. And he uh, he just signed up. And I did it again. <laughs> That's you, Ray. I'm messed up right now. Folks, I'm a messed up person. Uh, I signed up for a gym membership, Brent, at your uh, suggestion, mm-hmm. because I'm a fat, flabby piece of crap who needs to get back in shape again. I didn't say you were all those. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, not to yeah. me, but to other people. You, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or oh, actually to me as well. Yeah. To you also. Never mind. Yeah. Forgot that that was a dream. But uh, I signed up for a LA Fitness gym membership so that Brent and I could play the racquetball. And I mm-hmm. went and got in a nice workout ahead of time yeah. for the, my first workout in a very long time because I have let myself go. When I walked into the gym, you were taking a nap. That uh, is correct. Behind the speed bags. That is, I didn't think anyone would find me there. Yeah. Stretching. Yeah. Stretching out my sleep muscles. Stretching How your lungs. You? Stretching out your lungs. <laughs> Gotta do it. <laughs> Listen, you're not supposed to comment on noises other people make at the gym, sir. How dare you? It, I hate it when guys are like, they're straining so much when they're lifting weights. I don't know why. I don't know why that's necessary, Ray. When they're like, you're talking about the exertion noises. Yes. Yeah, I don't understand why the dudes need to like like uh, uh, occupy Rambo in that moment. Yeah, and they're just and they're they're just lifting like the bar with like ten pounds of weight on either side. You just see them. They're just. Yeah, I was like, dude, I just heard. I think I heard your hemorrhoid pop. You know what I mean? Like, what's going on? You might want to call a hernia doctor. Something's happening to you, sir. Yeah, I don't understand the need to to hulk out at the gym. Like, why don't you just do something that's comfortable? Press yourself a little bit, but there's no reason to. You know, you're not winning Unless the Mr. Universe the bar pageant. falls on you and you're getting injured, that's the only way. If you you're actually it. in real pain, like, well, you're in real pain, but if you're actually hurt, yeah, yes. But then put the thing down. Yeah, it wasn't meant to be lifted. So yeah, I had. I mean, I wouldn't say I was challenged today, but I had fun playing racquetball. You weren't challenged. No. So you're you're playing a guy who hasn't played me. Yeah. This Ray guy. Yeah. Who hasn't played not over Ray, a decade? How dare you? You're not Ray guy. Ray guy's in the NFL Hall of Fame. He's a good racquetball player, I'm sure too. <laughs> he just hit, he just kicks the ball really high. Don't worry about that. <laughs> so wait, are you re- referencing the fact that we played three games of racquetball today yeah. at the LA Fitness before recording, mm-hmm. and you won them all? Yeah, because I haven't played in over a decade. <laughs> Correct. I'm not saying you played terrible. You act- thought you actually played okay for not playing. I'm just saying. I like wasn't. to say the it was a um, a slippery slope. I started high and then went steadily downward as as my body yeah, started giving was, out on me. You know, I I kind of was. Halfing it, you know. Well, reverse. if you were halfing it, I was like one tenth of it. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you got close, I was like, oh, I better start playing. <laughs> I saw that. I almost won that first game, and then I could tell at the end you were actually trying. Yeah. And <laughs> boy, what a difference it makes! I tell well, you. Well, you know what? I feel like if you're down like fifteen to two or whatever, it's you're not going to be well, like. If you're down fifteen, you're going to be discouraged. Well, for, if you're down fourteen to two, you're going to be discouraged and not want to keep playing Arbor Yeah, Fake. sure, yeah. sure. You know, I couldn't have actually just I like had also... a couple of good shots in there. Oh no, you had some clearly... good shots. No, you did. You did have some good <laughs> shots. But I'm saying, I, I, you know, I helped get you in better position to hit good shots because I was, you know, not not fully going out. Well, I appreciate that then. But I thought you played for for not playing hey. for a long time. I thought you played pretty well. Again, actually. my goal was five points. Uh, my goal is just to like. You know, get the the heart racing and get some sweat. Your goal was not to lose to me. You can just well, I don't want to lose. You can admit that right now on uh, the air. Here's the deal: had I won, 
Had I won that first game, yeah. this conversation would have been different. <laughs> and that's exactly why you did not want to lose that first game. <laughs> hey, everybody. We're back, man. We made it to 90, Brent. 90? 90 episodes of Raising Brent. Brent. And I'm Ray. I'm Brent. And we got a show today, everybody. The NFL schedule, uh, as we record this, the NFL schedule is right about to be released. So we're going to be talking about that in full. I would say if all of our shows we've ever done, Ray. Yes. Listen up, folks. Of all of our shows we've ever done. Yeah. This is one of them. This is assuredly one of them. I will put it in the top 80. Of, of and We haven't even recorded it yet. I just yeah. feel strongly yeah. it's going to be in the top 80. Definitely in the top 80 of our 90 I'll episodes. Even, you know what? I'll even go 75. Top 75 of 90. I'm going to say it's. we're going to at least beat 45 of them. We'll be in the, the wow. upper half. You're going for hardcore. Yeah. We got a lot of Game of Thrones we got to talk about. I mean, mm-hmm. besides the NFL schedule, Game of Thrones episode 2 just aired. And what are you doing? Why? I'm just talking about Game of Thrones. and. I don't understand what what is happening. Why are you hissing at me? Uh, that's what I learned from Game of Thrones this week. Oh, because if you're unhappy about something, you yeah. just hiss at it. Well, you're just going to be hissing the entire show. I know. This is going to be kind of thirsty now. Kind of awkward. It takes a lot of. I'm going to need some more water. You're going to be hissing the whole show. Get some chapstick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also going to talk a little bit. Stop it. <laughs> We're going to be talking a little bit about uh, Major League Baseball. You've got a little something you want to say about your Kansas City Royals. The second place in the uh, AL Central, Kansas City Royals. You think they're getting a little... Second uh, place in the AL Central and second place in, in all, all of baseball. baseball. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, so i got to bring it up. Uh, you feel like they're getting a little bit of a raw deal right now, especially over this past weekend. Maybe. You got a little something you want to say about it, so uh, I, think, I think it's time we get started, so let's do it. After three seconds of... The People of Marine. No, seriously, why are you wearing sunglasses right now? Where'd they even come from? Please call me Dad. We're not Uncle Tom. We're not, <laughs> you're not doing your Tom Likas impression in here. Stop it. Make sure you guys tune in for my wine show on Sunday afternoons. No, I will not be listening to that. <laughs> and what is wrong with you? So the NFL schedule... Don't just- forget to DTB. If she makes you pay more than $40 for a dinner, DTB. I don't understand what DTB. I don't know. That's just something he used to say. I don't know what it means. Can't figure it out. So the NFL schedule just came out. Yeah, and we just watched the presentation show on NFL Network. Brent. We've won, huh? You get to go watch your Detroit Lions in San Diego. It's the closest stadium to our homes. So clearly, Ray will be going to see them week one. Brent. That's awesome, dude. He's trolling me right now. It's an NFL opener, and you get to see your team play. Because I made a promise to my wife after we went to Arizona last year. My wife! Thank you, Petros and money. Uh, <laughs> we, I made a promise and said, hey, we're going to take two trips this year. One, two, at San Diego when the Lions play there. And at a different point in the season, uh, at Arizona when her New Orleans Saints team plays there. Um, and we're going to take two NFL trips. Not anymore. Week one, everybody. Both games are happening literally at the exact same time because God hates me. And that's just a raw deal. That is that is unfair. Why do the schedule makers hate the Detroit Lions? So you're telling me that your team is playing at the closest possible stadium. <laughs> Literally, until L.A. gets a team, yes, the closest possible stadium, two and hours drive you from will here. not be there, guaranteed. Chances are I'll be in Arizona. You know what I call that? Sweet, no, I'm not going sweet with you on this. justice. No, I'm not going with you on this. Let me try to make it sound like two people. Sweet, sweet justice. Thanks, Ray. I agree with you. You're making a predator maw over there. <laughs> Stop it. So my only hope right now, I suppose, is that Drew Brees gets traded to some other team from New Orleans. So that way sure. she'll get at the draft. So my wife gets discouraged. And, I have to make and we'll sure be that like, your wife listens to the episode this we, week for sure. We go to San Diego instead. 
That's terrible news, though. That's a bummer. I think it's great. I think you have to choose between a quality organization and the Lions. Which you. one will you go see? I dare you. You know, it's such a bummer that Alanis Morissette will probably sing about how ironic it is. That's terrible news. Your team's playing same time on opening day. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? So how do you feel about your Chiefs schedule? You're a Kansas City Chiefs fan. I'm a Detroit Lions fan. This is known fact in the team. Uh, I think we both have one of those schedules where you need to get off to a fast start. Need to make some moves. Because we both start out with three out of four on the road. Yeah, we start with the Lions start with three out of four on the road and end with three out of four on the road. I don't like Ugh. having uh, only like three days to prepare for Peyton Manning. That seems, although we're playing at home, but, I guess. But then you get ten to prepare for... Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay yeah, Packers. Yeah, 10 or 11 days to prepare for a team that's not in our conference or our division. You know what I mean? Yeah. At, at least you get the game at home. That's true. The Broncos game, I mean. Yeah, the one is at Green Bay. That would be great, though. Even, you know, hopefully. Uh, I hate. I, I always enjoy watching teams, like, just getting destroyed by Green Bay at home, you know? Now, now, it's, now it's going to be my team. You're very excited, though, because the Lions and the Chiefs are playing each other this year for the first time in about three, four years. At Kansas City. At, and it's a road game for the Lions. Yeah. In London. What? <laughs> that's the oh, that's what annoys me the you most. You mean the biggest the home field advantage stadium, and I'll even admit it in all of football. Maybe Seattle's taking them over just because their team is better. You except, could make an argument. Well, you could make an argument. I would make an argument. Except I would say, how how good would you say Kansas City's team was last year on a scale of one to ten? They were decent. So what? Seven? Seven. They beat both Super Bowl teams at home. That's correct. <laughs> I mean, here's the traditionally Kansas City is definitely the top. It's just Seattle lately. It's It's yeah. been happening for them. Yeah, so yeah. definitely one and two in any order you pick. I, I would argue either side of it. Yeah. Um, but we get to dodge that bullet. We get to oh, go to London. So annoying, dude. In the middle of the season. And then we both get our bye week. And those, bye and those London games are always so ugly. You know what I mean? They're not like fun games to watch. They're just like, oh, Comedy of errors, it seems like. I, I enjoyed the one to... versus Atlanta last year. Got off to a twenty-one nothing detriment, and then came back to win. Oh yeah, that was the well. See, that's the thing too. Is like normally D Detroit wouldn't play so sloppy in the first half. That's correct. They looked. They looked like they all were on Nyquil. Yeah, <laughs> they were all running through quicksand. It was embarrassing. But overall, you happy with the schedule? Hey, in England, you might be running through quicksand. You know, true. It's a third world country, after all. I'm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just watched Edge of Tomorrow last night. London looked. Uh, was that to me? Now you've you've seen it. It was like playing the Wolfenstein uh, uh, New Order game. I've not played that, oh, okay. but, but it seems like it's like fighting robots in like yeah. From what World I know II, about it, that's what it seems like. Future stuff. It was neat. In any case, are you happy with the number of primetime games that your team has this year? Yeah, they have pretty good primetime. I think they have four. Which are their primetime games now? They have lay them uh, out for me. They have Denver. Denver, good Thursday night. It's a good game. Then well, they have, how do you count the Thursday night games as primetime games? It's still a primetime game. I guess. But every, um, every team gets one, so it doesn't feel special to me. Yeah, but, well, mostly everybody gets a Monday night game, too. Mostly. No, no, not mostly. Most of the teams um, do. Okay, let me check here. Do you think the Titans and the Jaguars and the Browns are all getting Monday night football games this year? They play They play each other in a round-robin game. <laughs> in a three-player game. Week one. <laughs> yeah. Actually, the Browns play two games. They traveled from Jacksonville to Tennessee to play game two two hours later. It's amazing. Uh, and then the next week they have, uh, they're at Green Bay. And that's and a Monday night game. Andy Reid historically is great after a bye week, so that should bode like well for it. us. Although, who knows? You could play a great game in Green Bay and still lose because weird things happen in Green Bay. It's weird how that works out. Although, I will say right now, not normally a fan of the Chiefs. I'm going to be a fan of the Chiefs in yeah, week three. I'm going to be cheering harder than you. <laughs> Uh, do we Just call it 8.30 a.m.? Is that a primetime game? No. That would be our game. 
We have Sunday Night Football against the Chargers at the Chargers, which guarantees that I also won't go to San Diego for that game, Ray. Yep. Because I'm not going to get done with the game, you know, at what? 10 o'clock, 10.30 at night, and then drive back and get home at 2 in the morning? Just to get up and go to work the next morning. Yeah, no thank Not you. likely. It'd be hard enough for you to stay up to watch the game. <laughs> right? So let's go to it. Let's be honest. Yeah, so that's their ones that they have. Uh, I'm okay with that. All right with it. Well, going over the Lions schedule right here. Yeah, we get three out of four on the road to start, three out of four on the road to end. Many primetime games. I honestly, and we were just, didn't I say it before the schedule got dropped? Yeah. I said, they're not going to give us a Monday night game. Maybe they'll give us like a Sunday night game or just some weak sauce. I'll be honest. We have a couple of Sunday, uh, a couple of Monday night games this year. They didn't do us any favors. It's at the Seahawks and at the Saints. Those wow. are our two Monday night football games. And we get Sunday night football home against the Broncos. That's a super, super fun game. And of course, we play our Thursday Thanksgiving Day game this year against the Philadelphia Eagles. I was kind of projecting earlier it was either going to be the Broncos or Eagles. It turns out both end up being primetime games. You know what I think about that? What's that? Would you stop it? Uh, the only thing that annoys me about the Chiefs' schedule is that they don't have a, you know, I think Kansas City should always have a home game on Monday night because Arrowhead's such an awesome stadium. Yeah. It's such a good home. Well, like I said, that's why they, that's why Seattle's got that now. So we play at Seattle Monday night because they're yeah. the loudest stadium. They've overtaken you in decibels. No, they have not. KC well, well, they did. And I, then your new number was sounded fraudulent when I heard it. Yeah. So. It seemed real to me. Mm-hmm. It seems like uh, the bunch of hipsters out there in Seattle, that's the one that's fake, Ray, and the bandwagon fans. Some have argued. <laughs> why fight it? Um, but there's other notable games. First game of the season is going to be the Patriots and Steelers. I know you're jazzed for that game. Not really. You're not jazzed for Patriots versus... Now, granted, the Steelers team might take a colossal dump this year because it seems like Paul Amalu's gone, Ike Taylor's gone, Jason Worlds is gone. Who's going to play defense for that Steelers team? It seems to me like that's just being lambs put out for the slaughter. Uh, Steelers in name only, or Sinos, as I will call them. I would rather have had the matchup that we saw in week two, see in week two, which is uh, Rex Ryan versus the Patriots. I think that would be more fun. You were talking it up that seeing the Patriots versus Buffalo Bills is like your instant classic game this year. You well, think I'm not that's saying that. Be I'm the saying, one to go for. I'm saying you can never tell what's going to happen in a game, but it's guaranteed that it's going to be. There's already all sorts of stuff outside of the game. That's already guaranteed to happen. So at least if the game is terrible, you get at least the histrionics of all the craziness in the game. You get it. Outside of the game. Because, you know, last time those two teams played in prime time, unless I'm mistaken, it was the butt fumble game. It might be. Mm, and that was No, memorable. wait, that was... That was Thanksgiving oh, yeah. Day a couple oh, yeah, years ago. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I was thinking Jets. Yeah, but he's with the Bills now. Right. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Go with it, man. Now, what if there's another butt fumble in that game? Would that be oh amazing? Well, if it's a butt fumble, it would be, I mean, who's the, EJ Manuel? Matt Castle. Matt Castle? I mean. I could totally see Matt Castle with the butt fumble. Matt Castle's got more talent than that. Uh, He's better than Sanchez. Come on. Um, and that's that's a pretty big game. I mean, that's that's the game, the kickoff game, as they call it. And then the other game, the, the inter- international. The international series. Well, that is something. But uh, the National Series is the uh, Packers play the Bears on Thursday night, Thanksgiving night. They're going to retire Brett Favre's jersey in prime time. Bears got to win that game, right? Uh, that would be give amazing. The Bears roughly a 0% chance to win the prime time game at Green Bay, retiring Brett Favre's number at night. Yeah, I, that would be, oh, man. That would be crazy if the Bears won that game. But, um, yeah, so you can check out the NFL schedule for your favorite team. I mean, we're just going to talk about ours right now because that's what we do. The other cool NFL story I've got to talk about right now, Tim Tebow, ladies and gentlemen. He's back. Just think, on Thanksgiving Day, we could see Tim Tebow versus the Detroit Lions. It would be the greatest Thanksgiving experience of my entire life. 
Are you excited? Let me ask a question right now. Are you excited for Tim Tebow? It's Tebow time. Two years gone. I'm excited about how stupid this is to bring back Team Tebow. This is the dumbest decision since... Trading LaShawn McCoy for Kiko Alonso? Thank you. That's one of the things I'm just saying. um, This officially is true now. I may... This might be the straw. I thought that the LaShawn McCoy and some of the weird, like, DeMarco Murray and... Ryan Matthews signings like for the Philadelphia. This is official proof. Chip Kelly done lost his mind. Yes. I might be off the bandwagon right now. I am a fan of the Eagles team right now. I love Chip Kelly. I love what he's doing with that team. I love that it's a big bleep you to the all the NFL and people telling him he doesn't know what he's doing. But Tim Tebow, is this like a, a Bill Belichick style act of hubris? I, I think it is. I mean, come on. There's a reason he hasn't been in the league the last two years. He's not very good? Yes. He can't play football? Yes. He can't throw the ball? Yes! Didn't you hear? He can throw a spiral now, finally, Brent. Oh, yay! He's, what, 28 years so, old? So can my uh, nephew, who's two. <laughs> yay! Your nephew could probably throw the ball further downfield, too. <laughs> but uh, here's a question i got to ask right now, because there's, I believe, five quarterbacks or something on the Eagles roster right now. Does Tim Tebow even make the team? I... There's no chance, is there? Well, if if... If Chip Kelly has anything to say about it, he will. Because he'll just make him make the team. But Chip Kelly, at the end of the day, is a guy who, yes, he does crazy stuff, and he brings in weird people, and he makes strange moves. But at the end of the day, he's all about winning. You can't win with Tim Tebow as your quarterback. All about winning, and you get rid of uh, LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, he thinks he's all about winning. He's not doing that because he thinks he's making the team worse. Well, that's what I'm saying. You're that's, saying that he thinks Tim Tebow he, on the team makes it better? Yeah, he's the well, that's why he's signing him because he thinks he makes the team better, right? Don't you think? I think he's, he's doing just it he's, wrong. I think he's just gone crazy. I think we're I think we're gonna go to Chip Kelly's house and we're just gonna find him sort of just like, you know, uh, locked in a room of his house with just like a corner filled with feces. And we find out he hasn't left in a month. I'm worried for the man's sanity and health. Can we please get a team to Chip Kelly's house to make sure he hasn't turned into a desperate cave person? I don't know what's going on. I mean, I just I can't believe that this actually happened. I was like, oh, is this an old article from April first that I was reading? And then and best part, Brent, it happened on, on my birthday. birthday. That's right. Very exciting stuff. Well, <laughs> we're gonna be right back. We're talking a little bit of Game of Thrones right after three seconds of Marineites. The best team in baseball once again. Your Detroit Tigers. That as we record this, eleven and two on the year. Wow. Nice comeback last night, too. Very impressive. Against the Yankees, CC yeah. Sabathia, I watched a bit of that game. Jabba Chamberlain came in, got the clutch double play. Jabba. Yeah. The hut. I d- yeah. I I'm just used invented to that. Jabba uh, just getting eating double doubles, not uh, getting double plays. <laughs> or just double downs from KFC. Oh, yeah. Mm. Does that still exist, the double down? Uh, it might not be on the menu, but you can still order it. You can special order it. They have all the pieces. to. This is a little pro tip. To all you other fat guys out there, they have the stuff to make a double down. If they try telling you they won't do it, it's because they're being lazy. You just make them do it for you. They already have the bacon and the chicken and the sauce. So just you know make what? them make the We're sandwich. We're going to have to someday, Ray, just give us, have you give us all your expertise. And so maybe it's just a separate show on the secret menus of terrible fast food places. If you'd like to know <laughs> the terrible things that you can eat. Although, you know, to be fair, you're the one that introduced me to the Fritos Chili that was the Papa w- John's pizza. Well, that was the worst. It's, except uh, you ate the whole pizza. Aren't aren't we happy that we introduced ourselves to it? Because now we know that we never want to have it again. Uh, I don't. Yeah, that uh, was terrible. I had my one piece of the medium or large or whatever you got. It's not good. And uh, I went 
this is atrocious. You go, you should have another piece. I go, no, I'm serious. I'm not going to have it. You go, okay. And then you finish the entire pizza. No, I didn't even finish the entire pizza. I gave a couple of the pieces to the dogs. And they were like, really? Yeah, Dufresne looked right up at I you. I thought and this was supposed said, to be, Mm-mm. really? Mm-mm. I thought this was supposed to be better ingredients, better pizza. Papa John. <laughs> yeah, but I'll tell you all about the fave. My favorite thing is you get it in an out burger or yak in the box. What do you get it in an out burger? What's your favorite thing? Uh, I like to get the animal style on the fries. What is animal style? Animal style would be uh, like onions, like cooked onions and mustard. Cooked mustard. Really? Oh, it's, so it's not like the, that's, I th- always thought it was like a lot of that's, that special sauce they have. No, I mean, it feels like it tastes different. You know, you get it on the burgers, but I like to get it on my fries. A lot of people don't know that. Because that sounds better. That sounds better than I thought it was just the, the sauce, which I'm not a huge fan of. I usually get it with ketchup and mustard instead of the secret sauce mm. or the special sauce. Pretty much if your restaurant has a secret sauce, I want it. Yeah. Because you worked hard on that secret sauce, and then you didn't tell anybody. I feel like I'm part of a special club. Hmm. In any case, your Kansas City Royals... Second place, you have a little something you want to say because you felt like they got a little bit of a raw deal over the weekend. Well, you know, the whole thing leading up to it is the Royals just have been getting hit left and right. And I understand when you... And in the center. And in the center. I understand when you score the most runs in the major leagues. And you, you know, you kind of showboat a lot. You flaunt it. You're not. out there acting the fool. They do not showboat. Made a, lot of, made a lot of enemies in the playoffs last year. Let's just go ahead and put uh, that out there. These I are think, other playoff teams from last year that are doing I it I think too. playoff teams, you know, they, they have a team that hasn't made the playoffs for a long time. They're, they're like the old boys club. They're like, oh, you guys... Uh, Get in and you had one good year? Well, let's just hit you the next year when you're beating us again. Let's just make sure we injure as many people as possible yeah. because they deserve it. I say yeah. bravo, Oakland A's, you <laughs> hipster jerks. I say bravo to the Minnesota Twins and every other team, the White Sox, that have been beating you guys raw. I, As a Tigers fan, I appreciate it. I believe the Royals got hit 14 times in the first, uh, what was it, 12 games? It's not enough. And so, yeah, so what happens Friday night is this guy goes in hard to second base and cleats our shortstop, and who had played the most games in a row in the – had played, past tense, yeah, not the anymore. most games in a row, Yee. sprains his knee, and well, then got, and then he starts yelling at the Royals for, like, why are, why are you upset? It's like, well, he's injured. Yeah. Well, the so Royals have been spiking people all last year. How do you think they got as far as they did? They did not, Dirty play, did cheating. Now it's called I redemption. Ray was actually going to let me talk about this, but I guess he's just going to ins- insert insert things that aren't true. Oh no, I'm sorry. I keep going. I'm yeah. just I just have to I have to fact check you whenever you get things wrong. Yeah, so I, I just have to make sure I'm, I step no in. There's no fact checking needed. Unlike here, the sir. American media, sir. I will fact check you in the moment and just mm-hmm. not let you blather on and on and okay. on with your nonsense yeah. lies. Well, I know this. The Royals have been hit 14 times, and the other pitchers have. Haven't been, haven't been uh, kicked out of the game once. Interesting. And Kansas City has done it like not even half that many times, and they have two pitchers that have been kicked out now. And on Sunday, yes. Well, so the guy gets spiked on Friday, and so the next night, of course, Ouch. you know, your Donovan Cherry throws ninety nine miles an hour, just hits uh, Brett Lowry. Should be over, right? It's That's, over. You know, they call that they call that some seasoned salt. That's right. Have that seasoned salt right on your elbow. Boom. Um, but then the next day, first pitcher, Casimir, comes out and hits Lorenzo Cain, the, the number three hitter. So I assume that Even they, though he had pinpoint accuracy, he didn't walk yeah. anyone the whole day. I assume that they did their due diligence and ejected Lorenzo Cain <laughs> for getting in the way of a pitch because he had pinpoint right. accuracy. He must have been leaning too far over. Maybe he was standing on the plate because yeah. Scott Casimir doesn't just miss pitches. So Scott Casimir, after the game, is like, 
yeah, I mean, if I'm going to hit somebody, I'm not going to throw at their feet. Thank I was like, you. Uh, yeah, that's exactly where you're going to throw because yeah. you're a seasoned veteran. But anyway, so yeah, so of course it makes sense that they injure our guy, nothing happens. We throw back at them. Our pitcher gets uh, kicked out of the game. Correctly. You're Donna Ventura. Yep. And then the next day they hit Kane. And uh, once again, oh, I guess Kansas City's manager and pitching coach get kicked out of the game. Oh, wait. So you're telling me that Kansas City guy got beaned and two of your managers got kicked out of the game? Yeah, exactly. Immediately following. Thank you. Uh, again, I say, must have been talking some bad words. And then Kelvin Herrera, you know, at the end of the game in a one-run game, he lost his grip, dude. He lost his grip and threw a 99-mile-hour fastball behind Brett Lowry. You know what? Warnings had already been given. Yeah. Don't, don't warnings, go- yeah, warnings to both teams, even though Kansas City didn't do anything that game. That's warn- what's stupid about it. You know why? Because Tampa Bay, you know, when Tampa Bay hit Kansas City there, you have to give warnings to both sides because it was evening the field. Oakland, not Tampa Bay. Or excuse me, yes, Oakland. It's because it was evening the playing field. It was now, now we're even again. Kansas no, they were City even the night before, and then they hit us, and now we're supposed to be ahead. Mm-hmm. And then they don't, so then that takes your, your ability away to, to, you know, protect uh, your players. Not seeing it. Anyway. These guys are being haters. I'm just glad you it's said fine. all in all five Kansas City uh, yeah. members. Alex Rios. Alex Rios now is on the DL with a broken pinky from getting hit by a pitch. I assume that there was an equal number, or I should say a appropriate number of Oakland players and managers kicked out of the game as well. Zero. So an appropriate number. Yes. Yes. Okay. So Excellent. Excellent. So, I, I, what, what annoys me about it, though, honestly, though, Ray, is, you know, they could have easily fixed it by warning the dude that spiked the other person. They didn't do anything. And then they it just hard, kept, it was a hard play. What do you want? The guy slid into second base the next night and had no problem. He went out of his way to go right into the shortstop. Okay, and it's it's not one of those plays where the shortstop's coming across so he can jump over the guy coming in. You know, is it possible the shortstop was wearing like magnet therapy and that he just like all of a sudden got taken out of his base path? Because of like the Could metal, the metal in his shoes. He's like you're saying he's that Magneto's brother or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's possible. Well, I've seen the guys they wear like those copper fit and the uh, the magnetic bracelets and stuff that the old golfers pitch on television. Yeah, is it possible that he, you know, was just like decked out in like way too much, and so the guy had no choice but he was running, spinning towards the base, and all of a sudden, whoop, gets sucked right up, and his legs get taken right out from underneath him. If anything, he should apologize for doing that yeah, to the player from Oakland. No, that didn't happen. Anyway. The point is, I believe the Royals have uh, shown that they're going to protect their players. Interesting. So I don't believe we're going to see any more, uh, any more of these beanballs at the Royals. And if we do, we know what's going to happen, Ray. Bench is clearing like it did all three days last weekend against those hipster Rays. And you know what happened in the last game, Ray? When that whole thing happened, Kelvin Herrera got, got uh, thrown out of the game for throwing behind Lowry. Right. Right? Royals got justice. They didn't get mad. They got even. Comeback win. To win the series from those hipster A's. You know, you know, I got a word. The wor- freaking A's. I got a word for that. When uh, you get beaned and have five players ejected and come back to win on Brent's birthday. Mm-hmm. Sweet, sweet, sweet justice. justice. It is sweet, sweet justice when you can come back. I bet you thought for a second there like, oh, yeah, my, my birthday's ruined. Yeah. It's ruined, everybody. But no. And then I thought later when the Clippers were playing uh, the San Spurs. San Antonio, yeah. yeah. I thought my birthday is going to be ruined again, Ray. They won that game by like because Ray points. is the NBA expert here, as he claims, yeah. and says that the Clippers had zero percent chance to win any games against that. the Spurs. That's, that's he said they would get their butts handed to them. Uh, I believe that the Spurs were going to win that series. 
Um, now, do you still believe the Spurs will win the series? Boy, I'm having my doubts right now. They they look super old. I don't know. I but mean, but they won the title last year. Yeah. And my, you know my role. No, right now I would say it looks like the I Clippers never, are going to win that series. I However, never, yeah. until the Spurs don't win the I title, know. you have to assume they're going I to win the never title. Never count out Popovich and Tim Duncan. You know, till they're out. And Parker Ginobili. The whole the whole squad. Well, Ginobili there's a is, bunch of Hall of Famers on that team. Is on the downside of his career. So and is he, Duncan. So is Parker. So yeah, is else but on that Ginobili team. is also horrifically ugly. So <laughs> I know why you're saying that. Yeah, I know exactly why he you're is saying South that. American. Those guys are usually good looking. For those that don't know, he is not. My wife has, seems to think that I look a little bit like Manu Ginobili. So anytime that Brant can insult his looks. It's going to happen, Ray. I did not know the story till now. You okay. stop. Let me, you but let me, lie. but let me connect the dots. Lie like let a me rug. connect the dots. Uh, now that I notice it, yes, we share a hairline. You do look like Manny Ginobili and nose. And my previous statement still stands. <laughs> In any case, we got to talk about Game of Thrones. You ready for that? Yes, me too. I should have. I should have hissed well, you. I right thought there. you liked it. I thought I should be hissing your. I last thought you liked it. Right Why are you there? hissing? After three seconds of Marinians. Do 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 down bow bow wow wow. Alright, I'll stop it. Uh Game of Thrones, episode two of season five has just aired. Khaleesi might be going straight Chip Kelly right now. I think this is something I think she might also have lost her mind. She's trying to do what's fair and what's right. But sometimes what's fair and what's right isn't fair nor right. She did the equivalent of going to an open mic stand-up and telling a bunch of 9-11 jokes. Yeah? Am I wrong? I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. You know, she uh, she she's like the the old white dude at the open mic who, um you know, drops the inappropriate racial words. <laughs> but then he says, oh, I was saying that this other guy said it, so I didn't say it. Um, sir, you absolutely said it, and the whole room is dead now. Nobody else wants to go on. In fact, I'm going to go home and cry. That's my open mic experience. At yeah. Least. But yeah, Khaleesi now, she found out who one of these men were with the uh, the iron masks, the people who killed the one unsullied guy from the first episode. And so uh, she was saying, let's put him on trial. When every all of her advisors, everyone is telling her, just kill the dude. Everybody in this town of Meridian wants you to kill this dude. Go ahead and do it. And she goes, no, he's getting a fair trial because that's what's right. And that's what's just. And they're like, you're not dealing with just and right people here. <laughs> These people want blood. They expect blood. They need blood. They will lo- lose respect for you if you do not give them the blood. So the guy in her uh, own council takes it upon himself, murders the man. Yeah, he took matters into his own hands. That's wrong. And I get, you know, and he's in her council, like her her inner circle of like, what, six people it was or something. And so he murders the dude straight out. Aaron Hernandez is that guy. Mm-hmm. Except this time they found the murder weapon. No, no, no. He he was more courageous than Aaron Hernandez. He was he did it himself. He oh. didn't have his he didn't have his friends help him do it. You know, we call that manning up. Man up. Oh, jeez, that's terrible. In any case, so she immediately orders him to death. Now, my question is, where was his fair trial? He didn't get one. What? Trial by iron. So you want to give a fair trial to this dude who straight out murders your people and murders your army and is a complete coward about it, yet your personal friend and advisor doesn't get the fair trial? He just gets an open public beheading? Doesn't seem fair. It's called getting it wrong. This is called 
doing yourself a disservice. And then straight up, like the guy with the scimitar, he just keeps looking over like, okay, I'm going to do it. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I am going to do it. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, I, I don't. You know what? You're having every chance for me not to do it. But and so she ends up murdering this dude. She has like no less than three different stop points. And she could have been like, okay, you know what? I think he learned his lesson. I'm going to maybe just demote him. Uh, you made a point before we went on the air. Maybe just cut off a finger or like some sort of like body mutilation, yeah, or lash him or something. That he's cut off the finger, but I'm saying that that's better than killing the dude. Killing a dude who you trust and is one of your advisors. Now, obviously, that's a broken trust. So take him off the council. You know, make it make a public you know point about him, like whip him or something. Like that's what people do in these like areas and time periods and fantasy lands. You don't have to straight out murder a dude. And uh, and Brent, I think um, you've been doing it all show. What's the reaction of the crowd? That's not good. It was creepy though. Those people were like, oh, it was. It was. I got a little goosebumpy when it happened because Khaleesi, like, she gets the guy murdered, and did you see that like really satisfied face that she made immediately afterwards? She's like, I did it. Yeah, that was weird. I'm sorry. That's the first time I've been like Khaleesi. Um, yeah. You know, as Khaleesi, every person in your council told you to do the exact opposite of what you did, and your weird hard-headedness, and maybe this is a Targaryen like, like trait, but she she seemed looking like ah, and everybody's and immediately it's like oh, they're throwing rocks at me now. Oh, it's time to go. Oh my god, get me the shields. Oh boy, we gotta go. We gotta rush out of here like we're Santa Claus at an Eagles game. We gotta move. I don't know where she goes from here either. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't know if she has to just bail. Well, she might have to bail. But uh, look, look what happened though near the end of the episode. <laughs> One of her Dargons came back. Yeah, Dragon Power. I don't know. I don't know if he's there to stay or he just showed up to be like, "Hey, what's up?" And then just take off again. Or if he's like, "Hey, what's up?" I'm gonna go swoop over the town so they see me, and then I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna be your man. Yeah. I don't know why he's talking like I that. I don't know why is. we still... I wish we had seen the other dragons again. We didn't get to see them this whole episode. No, but I mean, they're chained away. She don't know what to do with them. I mean, we know she's fireproof, but she's not squish-proof. Yeah. I mean, those dragons are P.O.'d. Um, but anyway, that's what Khaleesi's been up to right there. And, uh, how about the uh, black door, white door deal? What's up with that? Arya gets the coin from the assassin dude and says, you know, say the magic words, and any member of the people from my town will take you to my front door, and we will... T- take you in and protect you. So she does exactly that. Everything goes according to plan. She gets to the weird black door, white door. Knock, knock, knock. Dude opens the door, and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Why don't you not be here anymore? Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand why that dude comes out, and he looks like a different dude. Yeah. And acts like he doesn't know. He's the one who told her to come there and do that. It turns out that even though he looked like this other dude, he takes like this mask off at the end, and it turns out it was the exact dude who gave her the coin well, he the whole take, time. He didn't take off a mask. They just are able to change their faces. Well, he, he kind of wiped. Yeah. I, I'm talking about mask in kind of an illusionary sense, maybe not a physical sense. Mm. You're very deep, Ray. We're all wearing masks, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to talk more about your mask that you wear, Ray? I know last week you were saying... Please lean. No, you can just get comfortable on the couch there. I'd like to. I'd like to talk more about the movie Mask, starring Eric Stoltz. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He looks. Hold on, I'm just writing. Very this disfigured in that yes. movie. Mm-hmm. So I would ask the question: Why does Arya get trolled when she gets there? Like she did everything she was supposed to do, showed great courage, conviction, gumption, what have you. Knocks on the door, and he's just like, "Nope, sleep outside in the rain, jerko." What's the point of giving her the coin? I don't know if he wanted to just make sure that she wasn't being followed or she wasn't there for 
you know, the wrong reason or what, but she went across the whole sea and I, you know, she really did go out of her way. <laughs> she went across the entire like it's not world like she of took, Game of Thrones. You know, it's not like she took the dash bus from Studio City to Van Nuys, which is not very far if you don't live in Southern California. It's not. It's. I'm just saying it's more of a commitment yeah. to take a boat for a several week journey. And then now here's the question we had, and, and we, me and my wife, Melissa, we had this question while we were watching the show, black door, white door. We were wondering, like, what if, like, because she knocked on the black door, she got, like, the trolley dudes. Had she knocked on the white door on the right side, like, maybe some dude opens it up and it's, like, Mr. Rogers. And he's like, oh, this is the white door community. Why didn't you knock on this door on the first place? Like, something out of Labyrinth or something like that. Yeah, maybe. We really wanted there to be two different communities that both inter- interact with the same door, where it's, like, terrible people and criminals and like you know uh, the worshipers of the dark gods all on the black door side of the house but the white door side of the house is all like you know noblemen and philanthropists and like generally good people and somehow in a wacky sitcom world they have to live together in one house let's film what happens when life gets real in black white door house the real world on mtv the real world westeros westeros (laughs) I mean, if that sketch isn't being done already, it's got to happen soon. Yeah, that was a little weird to me. Um, what else happened in the episode? Uh, well, we got the Brienne of Tarth who uh, met, met met up with Littlefinger. Was that not the most? Bo- I'm Stark. sorry, I loved Game of Thrones. So that was the most boring, you know, chase when they're being chased. Her and uh, what's his name, Puddin' Pop. I believe his name is Puddin' Pop. Yes. Puddin' Pop. We'll just yeah. gonna, if it isn't, then it is now. <laughs> Her and Puddin' Pop. Well, getting chased by like a bunch of faceless knights. Here's what was bad about it. It was like a Michael Bay Transformers fight scene. It was just it happens, but there's no real direction. It doesn't heighten. It's just now they're going through the woods, and now they're they going inexplicably the woods. lose both of them. Yeah, and there were trails that all lead to each other. And so then it's, it and, should be very hard to do. And then those guys are like right there, and they're sitting there going ha 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 like. Not moving, not running away, laughing. I believe they could have caught you her. You fell off your horse. By not moving. Well, that was just straight out of an anime. It was like, ha yeah. ha, you fell off your horse. <laughs> Mouth moving at different times. <laughs> you can't catch us. You're just a kid. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, you can't join our club. I'll show you. Maybe when you're older. It's my anime, vo- anime yeah. voice, everybody. Thank you, thank you. Uh, no, but it was, but it, you're right though. It, it felt different. Like usually, you, there's a sense of purpose. You know, you can see what's trying to be accomplished. You see it happen in stages. Here, it's just like let's just ride around on horses, and then eventually we're done. <laughs> but now Brienne has got to feel pretty crappy though, because she's now offered her services to both living Stark daughters, and both flatly said, "We're good." <laughs> yeah, I mean, you haven't been able you to save anybody else. You can save us? I don't think so. Puddin' Pop's like, uh, well, they both said no to you, so maybe you're released from your, maybe, you know. Maybe you're done. And you know what? She should be done. She should go back with Jamie Lannister. That budding romance of her yeah. and Jamie Lannister, the one-armed bandit. Not one-armed, one-handed. Counts enough, you know. Um, how about how Cersei, she's so. Cersei has lost all her power. Yeah, but Cersei is like. Oh, she's losing it. You're going to go stop him with your one hand. Just like being totally dismissive of the the Kingslayer. And Jamie's like, well, yeah, I have done things. Yeah. (laughs) I have, like, you know, made a name for myself in many avenues of life. She was treating him exactly like how she was uh, when she did that bit on uh, Jimmy Fallon. I didn't see that. 
Oh yeah, where she did this whole thing where they just had her read, do different things, and just insult people just by saying, just by talking. I like it. She would drink some wine and then insult them, and she treated him exactly like how she treated Jimmy Fallon during that bit. Here's the deal. I approve that message. Um, well, you see, uh, her advisor, she's trying to stack the deck with a bunch of lackeys, and the, the family advisors and whatnot would be like, no, you're really not the king, so maybe you should just shut up, because yeah. I don't have to listen to you anymore. And now she's getting mad at Jamie, because all she's pretty much got left in her corner, uh, now that uh, her dad's dead, is, uh, now that Tywin's Yeah, but why dead, is she being, that's the thing, is she, why is she being rude to him? He's the only one who likes her. Because she's pushing him away, because she loves him, and because she knows he's going to go one way or another, because she's not going to stop him, so it's one of those like, oh, you're going to go? Well, you're stupid. She doesn't really th- believe the things she's saying. She's trying to belittle him to make him feel bad in some weird, like, uh, last-ditch effort to get him not to go by, like, tearing him down. Yeah. It's what really, like, sociopathic people do to try to, like, keep people close to them that they don't want to lose. Yeah. It's and, not good. And before all you fanboys get on me, yeah, it was Jimmy Kimmel. I said Jimmy Fallon. It was on Jimmy Kimmel, okay? It, well, get off of me! I had a feeling it was probably a Kimmel bit, not a Fallon bit, when you said it, because it sounded funny. Wow. I did it. They're both quality entertainers, uh, sir. They're both good late night performers. I just, yes. I have to troll a little bit at time. Why? Time. You know why, Brent? Because I'm a troll. Okay. Yeah, that's what trolls do. They call me the OG. Get under that bridge, Ray! I got to go under this bridge. And you know what? I feel good about our Game of Thrones talk. Let's go ahead and wrap up the show. Yeah. After three seconds of Snake People. Okay. Okay, Ray. So we were talking about who's better, Mark Sanchez or. Uh... Matt Castle. Matt Castle. It came up in a conversation earlier today, yeah. And I said, you know, I said probably Matt Castle was a little bit better. I would feel more confident with Matt Castle as my quarterback than Mark Sanchez, despite the fact that, I mean, Sanchez did have that early success getting to two AFC championship games. Uh, and I'm not even used, you, you brought up some numbers here that I haven't mm-hmm. seen yet. But um, I would just say, people would probably say Mark Sanchez has had the better career so far, but I'm talking from this day forward, because Sanchez's luster has faded okay. in time, and Matt Castle's still the guy. But, but we um, can only, yeah, that's true, but he's the guy in Buffalo only because E.J. Manuel failed and E.J. Manuel failed. Man, and... how, have we seen a guy since like Achilles Smith who came in just kind of with expectations? Oh, I and think he's better than Achilles could not Smith. play football? I think he's better than Achilles He's Smith. pretty rough. I'd almost rather have Tebow. Wow. No, that's and a stretch. EJ Manuel. At least EJ Manuel's young. Uh, but Fair yeah. enough. So Castle's like 59% completion, and okay. uh, Sanchez is like 563 so, so far, advantage Castle. Castle uh, Castle has 96 touchdowns to 70 interceptions. That's pretty good, actually. Uh, Mark Sanchez wow. is 82 and 80, so he's wow. def- definitely... Um, that's better. Matt Castle better. But like you said, you know... Mark Sanchez, 4-2 and two in the playoffs. 4-2 and two in the playoffs. Nine yeah. touchdowns, three interceptions. That's really, really good. You know Matt Castle is? He's 0-1. I was going to say, is he ever... Oh, no, because he, no, he had it went 11-5 and five that year with the Patriots. And they didn't make Brady playoffs. Got hurt, and they did not make the playoffs. And they made the playoffs with the Chiefs. And they lost to the to the Ravens 30-7. to seven, And yeah. so he's 0-1 with zero touchdowns, three it, interceptions. It could be argued, though, on top of that, that uh, with the exception of maybe those... First two years overall, I would say maybe Castle's been on better teams yeah, than Mark Sanchez, that's, especially that's over the last too. like five te- five years. Matt Castle's had better teams. He had that Patriots team. He had the, a couple Chiefs teams, and he got injured a couple times uh, during the Chiefs years. They might have made the playoffs. So again. now, taking aside the fact that he did play for the Chiefs, what's your verdict here? It sounds like Matt Castle's the better guy, but like I said before, Sanchez has, has a better career so far. Well, Matt Mark Sanchez maybe still has some upside. Was well, he going to be the starter in Philly, though? Probably not. They signed Tebow. He didn't look like really. He might lose his job to Tim Tebow. I guess he did look kind of terrible after that first game. He had a good first game, and then he looked kind of terrible. 
I guess he was former chief, so I got to go with Matt Castle. But it's Give not. But it's, neither one of them are great. And, and for the record, I do know Sam Bradford's probably going to be the quarterback in Philly, barring a trade of some uh, kind. It's going to be Tim Tebow, sir. Why are they signing him? That's hey, you just asked the question I asked you, <laughs> and neither of us still knows the answer, Brett. We do not. <laughs> why? Why any uh, NFL caliber Chip, team? Chip Kelly's crazy, Tebow? or he's really cocky, or cocky and crazy both. I hear it's to the point right now that Chip Kelly is just going to start signing fictional characters on top of everything. He's going to sign Jamie Lannister to a long-term That's deal. That's right. Well, with that artificial hand, he can throw a spiral pretty much He's at will. He's going to have a great stiff arm. <laughs> oh, boy. Eee. In any case, that's our show, everybody. Episode 90 of... Neil Smith! Episode Neil Smith of... Raisin Brent. We're done with the wide receiver gimmick. You said that was just for the 80s. No. Neil Smith doesn't even play wide receiver. I He's know. He's a defensive, uh, defensive end. Defensive end. He's the number two sack guy all time of the Chiefs. Neil Smith from Nebraska. Also went to Nebraska. He used to do the home run swing for his... Boy, that's so weird that you would remember a guy who played for Nebraska and Kansas City. That's right. And had, had success. Weird you'd be able to conjure up his number at will. I don't know what happened after he left, though. He went to some terrible team. I think of 90. I think of Indomitian Sioux, except he's no longer number Ooh. 90. He wears 92 now with his new team. Everybody Apparently, you wear number 90 in Nebraska. You're a monster. In any case, we got... Hey, guys, thanks for listening right now. We got some contact information we got to get to. Um, go on iTunes. Give us a review, a five-star review. We always appreciate that. If you put some words in the box, we will read it. We're not monsters, after all. Ray's a monster. He just proved it. He wore number 90. I did. What? You were number 90. You're a monster. Yes. At Nebraska. Yes? Yeah. Question mark? Big Nebraska fan. In that case, you can also catch us on Stitcher.com, Stitcher web-based radio. Both of those are free. So, I mean, you're already listening to the show. We figure you caught us on one of those two things. Why not catch us again, Brent? Do it again. Thank you. Now, you can contact the show. You can contact me at Almighty Ray. I'm at Scoops Pope. Or you can do the show at Ray Brent Podcast. We have a Periscope now, Brent. Did you know that? Yes, I did. We have a Periscope that we've never broadcasted from, That's but maybe right. we should. You know what? Starting next week. Next week, we're doing we're it. We're just going to start Periscoping. Yeah. I guess good. So check us out at Ray Brent Podcast. Keep an eye on our Twitter feed because we will be Periscoping. For those that don't know, that's a, a live streaming, interactive, uh, cool thing that Twitter does where you can like live stream with your phone and ask questions and hang out and let's have some hangouts together. Um, but so you can also email the show, raybrentpodcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on our main website, raybrentpodcast.com, as well as Facebook, facebook.com slash raybrentpodcast. We got a lot of folks we want to thank this week. We have to thank Jeremy Buck and the Bang. The train wrecks. Got to thank the train wrecks. Uh, are they going on tour anytime soon? Do we hear any news stories? I don't know. You should just, you know what? Google search the train wrecks um, uh, concert well, I schedule. Just ask Garner when I see him every Friday when I play poker when you're not there. That's it. Oh, I was you actually. Say, you say you're coming and you don't come every I, week because you're not allowed. You're a kept man. That is a fact. <laughs> Why fight it? Boy, this, this episode makes me look really bad. <laughs> Really, I'm a terrible husband and a mediocre host. Anyway, we also got to thank Jordan Monsell. Let's sell me some art. Go to jordanmonsell.com or silhouettes by Jordan on the face box. Got to thank our intrepid producer, David Knoll. Dino! Why? Why do you keep calling him Dino? Because that's his name now. Now it's a thing. It's not a thing. It's totally a thing. It's totally not a thing. Nobody compares him to the Are you purple kidding me? dinosaur I saw on the, the Flintstones. Other day, the other people walk by him, just like uh, from the Howard Stern show. People walk by him and be like, excuse me, uh, uh, I'm going to have the number six with uh, Coke. And they're like, Dino, Dino, Dino. Baba Booey, Dino. Like they Baba Booey him, but they Dino him, you know? So David works at like a fast food place? No, no, no. Like behind he's the ordering food. Like, oh, he's and ordering. people recognize him from listening to us talk about him. On the podcast, 
somehow. I happen to know David eats very fantastically. He does not do the fast food very often, so I, I poke holes in your story. Yeah, he's Somehow, the, that's the hole I'm going to poke the, in your story. He's at the Pollo Loco in Michigan. Yeah. Pollo Loco is a big thing in Michigan. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> also, In-N-Out Burger. That's right. He hangs out with Jared Fogle, the Subway guy. They go eat Subway together. They are friends. Well, that's a fact, actually. I should have I know. that. Wow. Anybody you want to thank, Brent? I want to thank Kelvin Herrera. Why do you want to thank Kelvin Herrera? Justice! The sweet, sweet, sweet justice. justice. You know what? Fair enough. Good night, everybody. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains.